Leviticus 10, we have the first worship service with the newly ordained priests. But something goes wrong when Nadab and Abihu, the sons of the high priest Aaron, they approach God without glorifying him or making him holy. It's this story that reminds us that although God is merciful, he is still holy and to be glorified. This is a very significant act of worship that's about to take place in Leviticus 10. And it's going to set the tone and example for much of Israel's future worship. So God's taking it seriously, and he's not going to tolerate the lax attitude of Nadab and Abihu because of the precedent it would set. It makes a lot of us modern readers cringe at the image of such a vengeful God, but it's important that we understand the God of our Bible, not the idol that we wished he was. We read in verse 1 that Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. So these are two ordained priests. Again, they're sons of Aaron, the high priest. They've gone up to Mount Sinai. They've seen and eaten with God in Exodus 24, verses 9 through 11. And they're offering worship to God as authorized and instructed in really one of the first official acts of worship under the Levitical priesthood. The error comes in offering this strange fire. Unauthorized is the ESV translation, but strange and profane are other popular translation choices. It's similar to the strange woman in Proverbs. She's forbidden, outside of the community, unrecognized by the wisdom of Solomon. Well, the same could be said of this fire. It's not the right fire they should have had. It is strange to God's worship. What exactly made this fire strange? Well, according to Leviticus chapter 16, verse 12, the fire should have been taken from the altar. This fire, we have no idea where it came from. It could have come from the campfire, a torch, maybe even a big lighter. But specifically, it was fire which God had not commanded them. And so because of this disobedience, fire comes down from the Lord just as it had in Leviticus 9.24. But instead of consuming the sacrifice and where the people are rejoicing, it consumes Nadab and Abihu. So if God is so merciful, then why does he give such a harsh judgment on these two men? Well, listen to what Moses says to Aaron in verse 3. This is what the Lord has said. Among those who are near me, I will be sanctified. And before all the people, I will be glorified. And Aaron held his peace. So God requires two things, to be made holy and to be glorified. Holiness is to treat something as special or unique and distinct from what is considered common. A good example would be an anniversary. You go to a special restaurant wearing special clothes with your special person on a special day. Well, Nadab and Abihu were doing the equivalent of taking their prom date out for a gas station burrito. To be glorified is close to being made heavy. That is, you don't make jokes about disasters like 9-11 or the Sandy Hook school shooting because such events are too heavy to be made light of. Well, that's what God demands from those who come near him. He needs to be treated as something different than anything else, and he needs to be taken seriously all times. As priests, Nadab and Abihu, they should have known this. But the closer we are to God, the more attention we need to pay to his holiness and glory. This theme is consistent in the New Testament. As we draw closer to God, our requirements become more strict and our punishment more severe if we don't keep them. 
Jesus himself says in Luke 12, 48, that the one who did not know and did what deserved a beating will receive a light beating. Everyone to whom much was given, of him much will be required. And from him to whom they entrusted much, they will demand the more. Nadab and Abihu were entrusted with the corporate worship of Israel, and therefore much was demanded from them. Well, in verse 6, after Nadab and Abihu die, God isn't going to even let Aaron mourn over his sons. And this showcases how important the priestly duties were. They weren't to mourn, possibly because in doing so they would give the perception that Nadab and Abihu were victims, unjustly struck down by God. Instead, they're to remain in the courtyard of the tabernacle and to keep carrying out the remaining duties. Service to God waits for nothing. But as the worship continues on, something else goes wrong that Moses asks about in verse 17. He asks, Why have you not eaten the sin offering in the place of the sanctuary, since it is a thing most holy and has been given to you that you may bear the iniquity of the congregation to make atonement for them before the Lord? Behold, its blood was not brought into the inner part of the sanctuary. You certainly ought to have eaten it in the sanctuary as I commanded. So Moses is talking about a practice where the priests would receive their due in the Israelite worship. Their work was supported in part by the sacrifices. They were able to keep a portion of certain offerings for their own food. The priests were entitled to the meat, and in this case, Moses is saying they should have eaten it. Because its blood was not brought into the inner sanctuary, it should have been eaten. It was only to be burned up if blood did not come into the sanctuary. So given Nadab and Abihu's example, we would expect Aaron to be burned up at his disobedience as well. But instead, he's spared, and we're told at the end of the chapter that Moses approves of his decision. Why? Well, Aaron says in verse 19 that these things have happened to him. Aaron felt he could not eat because of what had happened to his two sons. Now, I don't think this is because he's in some form of mourning, because God had expressly forbidden him from doing that in verse 6. It's possible that Aaron saw the death of his two sons contaminating the sacrifices, and thus he shouldn't be eating from it. Or maybe he's so paralyzed with fear in what had happened, these things, that he couldn't bear to eat from the sacrifice that had been so deadly for his two sons. Whatever the case, we see that the priests had at least some freedom within the form that God had prescribed. Aaron, he was to determine between clean and unclean, common and holy, and in this case, he determined that certain actions would have been unacceptable before God. The key difference between Aaron and his two sons is that Aaron acted out of reverence and fear of God. Nadab and Abihu, they just disobeyed out of carelessness. As we look to our own obedience to God, we need to obey as carefully as possible. Everything in worship, everything in our daily lives, needs to be treating God as holy and glorified. To make it anything else is to risk the wrath of God. But we also shouldn't think that God is just hovering over us, ready to smite us for not reading the fine print. Nadab and Abihu died for their careless worship. They didn't even bother trying to figure out the fine print. Aaron was spared because his actions were inspired by fear and reverence. So we're bound to make mistakes, but we have a God who is understanding and who is merciful.